You're listening to El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters Podcast. Grab a cerveza and turn up those speakers. Oh, God, man! Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, there's vehicles underneath it. Oh. It's taking up power poles. All right, welcome to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. On this episode, we welcome our special guest, country music royalty, Paul Brandt. We'll be talking about tornadoes, close calls with the weather, and we'll write and record right now on this show a song about storm chasing, and we'll do that in under 20 minutes. But first, let's meet the Ninos. His name is Cubby, and he's the steadiest hand in storm chasing. And Cubby, you just celebrated your birthday. How old are you now? 42 years old. I feel older. I feel, I think my body feels older, but my mind feels younger, if that makes you sense. Older. Yeah, well, thanks, you know what? With, with the with the beard trim going on, you actually look younger with, with the beard all trimmed up. It was getting a little gross. Yeah. yeah well, I didn't. I wasn't gonna go get a cut during lockdown. But yes, yes, it's uh, the wife loves the beard. I want to shave it, but she loves the beard, so I might keep it for a little bit. Right on. Well, next up we have Nick the Body. Uh, he'll keep you sane in an insane world. He currently holds the record for longest streak. The longest streak. That's his. his right. Uh, his, that's that's the record he holds. The longest streak. That was last summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was yeah, wondering yeah. how he was wondering how he got that nickname. That's, that's <laughs> night. That's that's nighttime activity under the only the lights of the of the cumulonimbus. <laughs> Next up, we have Richard Tricky Dick Forbes. When he's not busy catching a gnarly wave. Or riding his ATV through a quiet forest. He's rubbing baby oil all over his pectorals. Ricky, you recently shot a commercial with our guest, Paul Brandt, uh, for the Ford Bronco. Tell us about that. How did that all come about? Uh, first off, Greg, these intros keep getting better and better. I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't know you knew about the oil, but... <clears throat> Yeah, no, uh, Paul and I, actually, so I just met Paul recently, a few months ago. We were, uh, we're out in British Columbia. We're filming an adventure series uh, with Ford for the, the new Ford Bronco. And uh, yeah, so Paul and I had a little race in the mountains. I beat, I beat Paul. It's not a big deal. We can clear it up today. But yeah, so that Paul and I just met. But I've been a fan of Paul's forever. And so it was really great to uh, get to know Paul and uh, meet him filming that bit. And yeah. Right on. Very cool. Well, I'm Greg and uh, I'm the glue gang. I am the glue that holds this crew together. And you can think of us. Here's my music reference. You can think of us like the spinal tap of storm chasing. I think that's a really good description of our crew. Uh, Trey, you're uh, you're a music fan. Uh, yeah. You know about you know about Spinal Tap, right? You've heard of Spinal yeah, Tap. Yeah, crank it to eleven. You know, right on. Yeah, right on. And and listen, we're going to be writing a song later uh, this episode, Trey, and you're going to be helping us out with that. And I know you've come up with some themes that we give us just a, a little taste of some of the themes we're going to be going for in this country music storm chasing song that we're going to be writing. You have uh, trucks. Trucks are probably high up there. Um, alcohol. Um, right, right. Chewing tobacco. Right, right. The um, And I guess the benefits of living in a capitalist society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are all those are all on point. Uh, on point Trey, but we're, Hey, listen, let's, we don't want to give it all away, Trey. So don't, uh, don't go too far down that road. We'll come back to it in our, uh, one of the later segments. Listen, I want to, uh, thank everybody who's tuning in, watching live on Facebook. Uh, a, a reminder that we can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Imgur, and even MySpace. Thanks for that, Nick. Uh, visit tornadohunter.com. And you can get past episodes and listen to past episodes of El Nino's. And you can also find all of our social links there as well. Also, a quick reminder that if you love the show, please hit the subscribe or the follow button on your favorite podcast app. 
El Nino's is part of the Stormfront Freaks podcast network. And when you subscribe to Stormfront Freaks, you'll also get uh, El Nino's one week, Stormfront Freaks uh, the opposite week. So it's just nonstop uh, weather insanity. And uh, there's right now over 140 episodes uh, that you can listen to and download. So lots of wonderful content uh, there from the Stormfront Freaks and from us. Uh, El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters podcast. So uh, also, when you, uh, when you uh, um, uh, go to the tornadohunters.com uh, website, you can check out past episodes. Uh, for example, we recently had on Chris Bukowski from The Bachelor, and we also had pro athlete Amanda Ruler, uh, as well as uh, comedian and zaniac Alex Zerby. So check that all out. And I'm sure there'll be some content, at least maybe a little slice of content that you find somewhat maybe interesting, hopefully. So let's get started this week with a topic that I'm sure that uh, all the storm nerds that are paying attention today to the weather, uh, they want to know about, and that is storm chase season. Today was a fairly intense outbreak of tornadoes. It's currently ongoing. There's actually a tornado on the ground in Nebraska as we're recording this. So let's start, uh, let's start Cubby with you missing storm chase season this, this year again, like not being able to go South heartbreaking or what? Yeah. I mean, do you want me to cry right now or what's the, uh, <laughs> what's the story? So I'm looking right now at the SPC page. There's today reported 22 tornadoes so far. It's still early. Wow. Oh, um, only 22. Good. Awesome. Only 22 so far. And I mean, who knows what those reports, right? Like we all know sometimes it's, up in the no, air, I'm sure I, I've I'm actually sure I've, totally, totally bogus based on the 22 videos I've seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do feel like uh, hopefully everything transitions, you know, into Canada. I'm really hoping that it's such an active year down in the, in the plains there in the States. And hopefully it's going to transition into Canada. And, you know, we have a stellar, stellar year up here. We'll have to get Pablo out there chasing with us. It's going to be OK. It'll come north. We'll draw it north. The biggest issue is that the I can't get any Mountain Dew Black Label. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like the American snacks when you're under that big uh, cloud. That's where the that's the American dream. The Mountain Dew Black <laughs> Label, it's really good. It tastes a lot like Sprite. Uh-huh. <laughs> this episode of Tornado Hunters <laughs> podcast brought to you by Mountain Dew Black Label. Ricky, what about you? Are you missing missing storm season or are you kind of glad to get a break from it for two years? No, you know, last year it was easier to swallow with COVID and just uh, all doing our part. But it's really, really tough seeing the states nearly wide open, it feels like, and everybody's out there chasing. Yeah, stuff. It feels like we're falling behind, but I can't wait till it moves up to Canada and we can start making a mark again and uh, just get to experience the best part of it all, getting to be out there with Mother Nature. Do you guys find that crazy, though, that the states is completely wide open? Like, I still find it mind-blowing, to me at least. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't seem like they're, you know, kind of um, got much going on for COVID at all anymore. And, you know, a few months ago, it was like, it was the center of the universe for COVID. So it was, yeah. it's kind of weird, kind of weird. It's all but over. I'll, I'll tell you guys one thing that that uh, stood out for me today with uh, with the weather situation in Nebraska and Kansas in particular is that the National Weather Service issued this evening, like uh, within the last hour, uh, which is very unusual for this time of day, they issued a particularly dangerous situation tornado watch. Where they issued the, the tornado watch, there wasn't even any storms ongoing. They just, the conditions are so ripe that this evening and overnight, uh, when it's dark out, they're gonna, they're, they're really expecting that there's gonna be these, uh, uh you know, serious uh, tornado outbreak. Uh, so yeah, 22 so far, but it could get a lot worse throughout the evening. So we're obviously thinking about those, uh, those people down in those areas. Fortunately, the good news is that, uh, the PDS tornado watch, the particularly dangerous situation, is in probably one of the least populated parts of the plains in, in West. Kansas and uh, Western Nebraska. So that's that's kind of, a, I guess, a, a bit of a, a, a good thing for them. But we'll be thinking about them. We'll be following along. And maybe, uh, Paul, we can channel some of that angst and, and uh, fear of the tornadoes when we 
write our storm chasing song. That's, I, I, I feel, think that's a, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many directions we can go now that we're talking chewing tobacco, alcohol and trucks. So, <laughs> right. Uh, right. And, and I mean, there has already been a discussion about baby oil and pectoral. So I, I think, I think we're in good shape. You know it's where we're going be, then? Uh, yeah, I've got some ideas. I'm trying <laughs> right to think what, what what rhymes with pectorals right now. But All the ingredients are there, as Greg would say. All the ingredients <laughs> are there. <laughs> Absolutely. So listen, uh, we're going to get right into uh, uh, chatting a little bit more with our guest. And and Ricky, I know we've already been chatting a bit with Paul, but you have an introduction that you uh, spe- especially prepared uh, for Paul. So why don't you uh, why don't you introduce him right now? You know, I've, I've been working on this for a while there, Paul, so uh, let's jump right in. <laughs> I feel like there's some payback coming here. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, it starts off soft. Uh, so tonight, <laughs> as you know, we got the world famous Paul Brandt joining us. Paul, thank you very much for joining us for this podcast. We understand you had nothing better to do, so uh, thank you for being here. You know what? If you like country music, uh, if you know country music, you know Paul Brandt. Uh, originally from Calgary, Alberta, Paul had his big break in 1996 with the song My Heart Has a History. Spending another number of years living in Nashville, traveling the world, sharing his passion for music, recording multiple albums and having a number of hit songs, not to mention my all-time favorite country song, Alberta Bound. Beyond the music, Paul is an amazing person with an incredible story that we will dive into tonight on this podcast. And for those of you tuning in on the live stream, please do, uh, if you have any questions or comments, get them out there into the comments section and we'll make sure to get them in front of Paul. And as mentioned, uh, I recently had the pleasure of getting to know Paul filming an adventure series with the new Far- Ford Bronco out in Western Canada. And now Paul insists on a different story. But the long and short of it is I raced Paul down a mountain and I, and I beat him. But we can dis- discuss that further. Paul, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Hey, no, no problem. I, 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 thanks for having me here. This is amazing. That was a great introduction and it was mostly true. So I appreciate that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what have you been up to, Paul? How's things? How did uh, how did that launch of that uh, fly fishing uh, gig go? Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I had a really cool opportunity with uh, Travel Alberta um, to uh, reveal to the world a little bit of my love um, for uh, for fly fishing. I, I've like fished and fly fished since I was a kid, and uh, and so I've got friends with helicopters. I don't know if helicopters go well with tornadoes or not. I have a feeling they probably don't, but um, we, uh, we grabbed these, these helicopters and a guest, we floated the South bow and then we got in the helicopters and went up into, uh, the foothills of the Rocky mountains, right into the Rocky mountains and, um, and filmed this, this kind of documentary is a short film, um, that you can, uh, you can check out. We have it posted. there still on YouTube called the beauty of pursuit. And, uh, it was, uh, it was definitely epic. We had an incredible time caught some great fish and uh, I got to really showcase, I think the beauty of this part of the world. So it was, uh, it was a really a dream come true for me. So thanks for bringing that up. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I watched it in the cinematic nature of that filming. It was incredible. It's hard to believe that's the foothills area and where you guys all captured. Now the fly fishing technique was a little off, but that's not a, you know, deal with that later. <laughs> you got to come with me on the next one, man. You can teach me everything, you know, 10, two, 10, two, 10, two, 10, two. It's Absolutely, easy. we got it. No, it's so much fun. I was actually the uh, fly fishing champion in Michigan back in 1996. Yeah. Oh wow, I, I had no idea. Sure. No, we'll, he wasn't. We'll have to bring you along. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Paul, I, I got to ask you. Um, you know the 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 transition going from because we do this all the time. You're right? going back and forth between Canada and the United States. Yeah. And you, you spent a lot of time down in Nashville, uh, which makes sense for a country artist. And, and you're back in Canada and uh, you know, this is kind of your, well, it's your home. Do you miss that part of the grind of country music being down there? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I, I lived in Nashville for 10 years and, you know, my wife and I were touring, especially those early days, we were on the road about 180 shows a year, right? So we just like lived Damn. on the bus and we would do that, uh, you know, these radio tour kind of things where we'd go out and promote like that first single, My Heart Has a History, when you're just getting ready to launch it. Uh, you hit five cities a day. So like you are just, you are just gone. You're like a FedEx package. And there's something really exciting about that. Like, you know, when I was, when I was doing this early twenties and you're just like on the road nonstop and you got your buddies out there, you know, Liz, she deserves a medal. I mean, she's on a bus for 180 shows a year with 11 smelly musicians. And she also sang in the band and stayed sane through all of that. So that's pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, like that grind is, is a lot of fun. It's now, now it's kind of fun to be able to, 
do it on your own terms a little bit more. Um, we decided about 13, 14 years ago to move back here to Alberta, but I still record a lot in Nashville and I'm, I'm kind of back and forth. Um, and so, you know, it's, um, it's, I'm glad that after 25 years of being in the music business, I've had a taste of both of those things. And it's fun to be at a place now where you just get to go out and, and do it, um, you know, in a way where it works for you and for your family and you still get to hang out with the fans and make music. So it's, uh, it's kind of the best of all worlds for me. So Paul, like uh, you talk about being on the grind, being on the tour bus, like grinding through cities, like, so in a storm chasing for us, like in a three month period, we could easily put on 60 to 90,000 kilometers in that wow. three month period, what wow. would you guys usually put on like in 180 shows? Like what's your, what's your grind? Oh man. I mean, that's, that's a great question. I wish I would have, you know, kept track of the, the mileage, but like when we're going out and doing those shows at 180 shows a year, you're doing, you know, three to five shows a week easy and you're sleeping while the bus is moving, you know? So you wake up in a different city every single day and literally have to check the sheet to see where you are. And, and it has happened before where you're up on stage and you say, hello, Cleveland, and you're not in Cleveland. And that, that's, always, that's always a really bad thing. Um, and, uh, and so it's just, it's, it's, it just makes your head spin, you know? And, and um, that might be actually kind of a funny bit, Paul, if you just did that for every show, <laughs> just a different town, every just, single night, totally yeah. messed it up everywhere you went. Right. Really San Jose. In, in Wichita. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Paul, uh, do you remember NCN, the new country network? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, that's a blast from the past. Let me tell you a little story about the new country network. <laughs> All right. So picture a little uh, 12, 13-year-old boy named Nick the Body. <laughs> and he waltzes home uh, from his grade 8, uh, grade 7 paper route, flips on NCN as he tends to do in the summertime. I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but in about 1996, you couldn't throw a cat at NCN without hitting your video for My Heart Has a History. And uh, if I have to see that priest dress up in that silver cowboy shirt again and pull out his gun with his finger, uh, I might go insane. Now, the song is great. 13-year-old me really, really liked the video, too. 38-year-old me finds that the video is a timeless country classic. And let me ask you this question. My Heart Has a History. It has to be the most played song in Canadian country music history. Is that true? That is not you know? true. That is it not is true. true. I knew it. it. Absolutely. It has yeah. to be. It yeah, still it, gets so much play. It, it, it blows my mind, honestly. You know, I got a chance to write that with this incredible songwriter, Mark D. Sanders, he wrote that song in that era at Heads Carolina, Tales California, and the huge, like, you Joe know. Joe D. Messina. Yeah, global yeah. classic, uh, I Hope You Dance. Uh, he was the co-writer Lee of that Ann song Lee Ann Womack. Well. See, you got to have know, three names. You know, come on, man. <laughs> and and uh, and so, yeah, I mean, we wrote the song. Uh, I hit that low note, and he was like, dude, I can't believe you can hit that note. Let's put it in there. And uh, it just it exceeded all of my expectations. I had no idea yeah. that it was going to do what it did. So pretty cool. Awesome. And I'm sorry, sorry about the priest. So yeah, so of course, good Catholic boy, right? So yeah. so then, uh, 1996, 97 rolls along, and you can't go to a wedding anywhere on the planet without hearing "I Do." <laughs> you still go to weddings in Western Canada, and they play that. That song is played in the top ten songs easily in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, every single wedding. You can't get away from it. Another great song. And then uh, I Meant to Do That comes out after that. That's actually my favorite of the three altogether, believe it or not. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Um, but my favorite all-time Paul Brandt song, and Ricky alluded to this earlier, is Alberta Bound. For sure. And I want to ask you a quick question about that because that is an absolute Canadian anthem. Now, it's a, too bad that you had to sing it about Alberta instead of Saskatchewan, <laughs> but I understand that. You understand. You know, Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're picking up. Yeah. What that the, uh, like. the syllables in Saskatchewan don't work. I get it. Right. I want to know about, because in that song, you mentioned Ian Tyson singing a lullaby while you're coming back from Montana. What Ian Tyson song are you thinking about there? Uh, you know, I think what was kind of humming through my head was a bit of Navajo rug. You know, I, almost everything, you know, the first song I learned on the guitar was Four Strong Winds. You know, that song for me, you know, it was just, it changed my life. You know, I mean, you know, 
picked up a guitar for the first time when I was 13 years old. I learned this song, start playing it, and flash forward to everything you just talked about with, you know, My Heart Has a History and I Do going to number one. Um, first time I came back to Alberta to perform in front of a big audience at, at the Saddle Dome here where the Calgary Flames play, I invited uh, Ian Tyson to come and, and sing Four Strong Winds with me. And, and like, that was just this moment that, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, I, 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 I never could have forecast that coming together in that way. And, uh, and so for me, having Ian, you know, be a part of that song, you know, Alberta Bound and that reference, it was, it's, a, it's a true to life part of my story. And, uh, you know, I just, I always probably hear him singing one of those two, Navajo Rug, or even, you know, the Four Strong Winds thing in the background on the radio, uh, when I picture myself in that truck headed to the border, you know, but you're right, Saskatchewan bound, it we wouldn't have, you know, sign said 40 miles to Estevan, right? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Might not have worked. Estevan. <laughs> might, might not have been the same ring to it. Yeah, well, I like everything about that song, including very subtly, this is kind of getting into picking music apart a little bit, but when you enter the song at the end of that last, what do they call it, bridge line? Okay, yeah, yeah. That, to me, kicks that song off with such anticipation. This might be a little too technical, like I said. You got to go and listen to the song if you haven't heard Alberta Bound. And then when you enter into the chorus and you say the word then, and the intonation of your voice goes up, oh God, I can't even get over it. I just could put that song on in my car. I was walking around at 1 a.m. the other night here listening to that song. The version that you recorded for Q acoustically, it's on the YouTube. Oh, okay, just cool, perfect. Yeah. A perfect oh, thanks, country music, Canadian country music song. Oh, I appreciate it. Paul, you uh, means a lot. Did you did you pay Nick to do this uh, little rant? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's blowing my mind. I mean, he seemed like he had a lot of angst, and and I was thinking more of a rock guy, and then all of a sudden, I tell I can tell that he has uh, some some serious uh, country music. Uh, Listen, lineage, I grew up on country music. My mother and father played. Uh, like you think a '90s country music? I'm sorry, but like it's Garth and it's Shania, and for me. <clears throat> It's Paul. Like you were on the radio all the time. Your videos were on all the time. Your voice is incredible. Uh, there are a lot of women folk around these parts who love your voice. I think more than anything else. And I got a whole, I got a house full of them here. So um, the influence that you've had on country music, like, do you? I don't know if you understand exactly how you change the course of a. I think a lot of people's lives with your music. That I do song is glued. To people's memories of their most special hopefully most of them uh, are still together their most special <laughs> wedding day that's the risk you <laughs> take with a wedding song yeah it is risky but i bet you when they think about how how they don't like that person they married back then they probably still think uh, damn the music was pretty good though <laughs> you know i it's a privilege to get the opportunity to be able to you know make music just you know i mean to do something that you love i think you guys probably feel the same way with storm chasing. I mean, there's something that, you know, becomes a part of you in the whole thing, you know, and, and uh, I, I think that that's how I feel when it comes to music, you know, getting the opportunity to become a part of people's lives in that way. It is really special, you know, I mean, it's the kind of thing that people make memories around. And, and you know, I, I think about my journey being in the music industry and going down there, not as, you know, this thing where, you know, I, I ended up down there and I just felt right at home. I'm a huge country music fan and I got to be surrounded with the people that I looked up to. And, and that's really one of the coolest things about Nashville is that it doesn't matter where you go, you're, you're going to run into somebody that, you know, is a total hero of yours. And, and uh, it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing. Pretty awesome to get to do what you love to do. So let me ask you this there, Paul, like, I don't know if Ricky told me or if it was Nick, uh, but the day that you signed with the label was also the day that you got the job as a pediatric nurse. Is that I was correct? working, I was working at the Alberta children's hospital and, you know, my dad was a paramedic and mom was a registered nurse. And, you know, I, I had always wanted to be in the medical profession and I, I, I love one of the things I really enjoyed about meeting Ricky, you know, is, is that adventure lifestyle, like, and, and just everything that he loves to be about, you know, and, and, um, we had a great time just kind of razzing each other in the woods about who actually won the race and who was more proficient in the backcountry and all these kinds of things. But uh, I always wanted to have a real adventure lifestyle when it came to my job. And so I wanted to get into flight nursing and uh, be, uh, you know, one of the guys in that air ambulance that was showing up on the scene and uh, and really rescuing people. 
And I got the job. You had to work in ICU to go and, and, and have a chance to work on the ambulance, in, uh, the air ambulance. And I got the job in ICU, and I got a record deal offer in the same week. And I had to decide what I was going to do with my life. And, you know, it's one of those moments where you just kind of go, ah, which way should I go here? So and, you, uh, were you with it, your wife at that point? Or was that no. decision completely on your own that you had to make yeah. completely on your own? Maybe bouncing off your folks or? Yeah, completely on my own. And I, I honestly felt like, you know, um, it was only going to be like a matter of a month. I was going to go to Nashville on their dime. They were going to go, yeah, sorry, wrong cowboy, send somebody different. And I'd go back to work at the hospital. Like I, I had no idea, you know, but I figured I would always regret it if I didn't take a, a shot at it and, uh, and just kind of go and, and, and see what would happen. Right. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen. And, uh, and so I, um, I decided to go for it and, and I'm really glad I did. You know, we still have deep ties to the children's hospital from a fundraising standpoint. And the Alberta children's hospital is just an amazing place. And, uh, and, and most of the things that I do, you know, on a philanthropic, you know, side, it, they, they relate to kids. And, uh, and, and I think that that was a big part of, you know, that background. So yeah, kind of crazy how life takes you on these, on these weird journeys. Sometimes you've, you've had a, an incredible journey. You've got to live a path that few people get to in their, uh, in their lives as a music artist over the years, what has uh, been that uh, special moment that's really stood out? When you look back, is there any moments that really stand out to you that really hit home? Yeah, um, there's this there's this movie. Uh, it was called uh, We Were Soldiers, and uh, it's this epic war film uh, from you know about uh, a, a huge battle that happened in Vietnam. And um, it was being produced by uh, Mel Gibson, and, and Mel Gibson had asked. And the, produ the producers had asked songwriters um, from you know, all over North America to go to New York or Los Angeles or Nashville to screen the movie and then write a song. And uh, it would be a part of the promotion of, the, of that project. And so I went with a buddy, we watched the movie, it was incredible, like just a you know, really moving uh, show. And, and we wrote the song and uh, we, we turned it in, um, and it was the very last uh, day that we could have turned this in to see if we could be a part of this project. And I got a call five minutes later. They're like, well, you guys did it. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what that means. And they said, you're going to get uh, your song on this soundtrack, and it's going to be recorded by uh, Dave Matthews and Johnny Cash in a duet. Mm -hmm. And like that was life changing. I, my grandmother, you know, I remember flying her down. She'd never been to Nashville. Uh, she'd never been on a plane. And I remember flying her down to see me play at the Grand Ole Opry for the first time. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was going to be like, that was it for her, the biggest moment ever. And then a few years later, we get news that Johnny Cash is going to be on this song. And, uh, and, and Dave Matthews, I mean, just incredible, right? And, and awesome. uh, my yeah. grandmother after that, she thought I walked on water. I mean, like she used to mail, <laughs> cool. she used to mail order Johnny Cash, like music to her house to learn how to play his music. And, and then her grandson, wow. you know, got on, you know, got on a song with him. So that was, that was pretty cool. That was a really cool moment. Something I'll never forget. Huge honor. I got a great comment that I just threw up here from uh, one of our uh, viewers. Linda Sop said, you would have been great working at the hospital as well. So that's, oh, uh, that's a nice, uh, nice comment. She also said, you're an awesome musician. Uh, Cubby, you wanted to ask a little bit of a weather question for uh, Mr. Brandt. Yeah. So, Paul, when you're out like doing the 180 shows a year back in the day, like were you, you're obviously on the tour bus, you were out outdoor venues. Did you come across any crazy extreme weather? We did actually had a, a very wacky show. Um, I, I believe we were, um, we were somewhere in Kansas at a state fair or something like that. And uh, you know, the clouds, you know what they do. Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, you know, that tone where it's green, like, it's not like, you know, it's coming. Right. You know, and, and <laughs> it was one of those, it was one of those moments. And we had tarps over top of us on the stage. We're like, we're not stopping. We're going to keep playing. And then lightning just struck the stage. And, and it was like, okay, you know, we're shutting everything down here for a bit. And it was just a full on downpour, but probably the, the craziest moment was not on tour. Um, it was back in, um, I guess it would have been like 98 in Nashville. Um, when that, I think it was an F2 went right down main street, right down Broadway. And, uh, I was, um, I was in town. We had guests in from out of town. We were driving around to see some sites and we were going to go to this one area. And at the last minute decided not to, and turned around. And when we turned around, I was driving through a playground zone and I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw the tornado. 
and and it's coming for us and the guy in front of me is doing the speed limit and i'm like passing him in the playground zone and he thinks i'm nuts and i'm like dude you need to look behind you and we were looking for safety because it was coming to our part of town and uh, we we drove into this insurance company which i thought was kind of funny that like you know find shelter at an insurance company during a tornado but there was this three story like uh um parking kind of garage and um we're trying to get in there to park and i look up and there's all these people looking down because they're looking out at the cityscape watching the tornado come. And uh, I'm, I kid you not, like someone from the third story up yells, hey, y'all, look, it's Paul Brandt. And, uh, and, I, and I was like, really? You know? And, uh, and I, I promised the crowd that it was the last album that I would name Calm Before the Storm because that was the title of my album at the time. Um, but we all stood there and watched as the Transformers blew up and it hit downtown Nashville. And uh, that was a pretty crazy weather moment that had a lot to do with tornadoes, for sure. Well, good news, Paul. We get to relive that moment now because I dug up some old footage. Yes, uh, this is like literally our vantage point. This is crazy. Is this your vantage point? Yeah, I I wondered about that because look at that rotation Mm -hmm. on that monster storm. And when it hit downtown Nashville, it went in as an F2, came out as an F3, uh, according to the uh, according to the, the Google. And uh, but then F2 again, and uh, there were only 60 injuries. One person, unfortunately, uh, passed away. Um, but yeah, thir- only 60 people injured. You think if it hits a downtown area like that, oh, my God, like the just havoc. Right. But there we, you can we see flew the in. Yeah, there's the transformer that blew. I, I remember we flew in that morning. We had been on the road and I was talking to my sound man who was from Kentucky. And, you know, being from Alberta, it's a little bit more rare to see, you know, any kind of storm like this. And so I was like, well, what do we do? Like, what if there's going to be a tornado? He's like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. They never hit downtown. You'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's like, that, that, like, you know, right. But yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I love that part of living in the South. Uh, being around those storms like that. It was um, mm. pretty spectacular, pretty amazing. Well, for anybody who's uh, listening, if you want to see the video that we're looking at right now, which honestly looks like a, probably about a mile-wide uh, tornado going through downtown Nashville, uh, you can just do a, a quick search in YouTube for Nashville, Tennessee, Tornado 1998. It'll pop up. We'll also have it in the episode five show notes uh on this podcast so yeah check out the video and you can follow along and and see exactly what paul saw in 1998 and what exactly what we're looking at right now paul that uh that had to be a bit of a terrifying moment oh look at those power flashes oh it was it was oh wow that is wild um so so when when you experienced that did it kind of light uh, like i heard you say that the, the the name of the album calm before the storm was before you saw this tornado yeah I'm which is just, which is yeah, awesome totally <laughs> I, I'm, and i'm not just i'm not just saying it like i was super stoked to get a chance to you know hang with ricky and learn more and actually come on and be on on this podcast because i've always been a weather nut my wife rolls her eyes like i'm like yeah those are gonna be some great cumulonimbus later over there like i'm always like i'm always like into storm stuff and and uh, so you know being in nashville during that time even for me like i'm a runner as well i like to run distance and um i remember you know training and running in nashville i would love to go like after there had been hurric- hurricane activity um and the bands would come up and come through nashville and we get a lot of spinoffs but those warm rains running in those warm, like it's like running in the shower. Like it's just crazy. Right. And I, I really became, you know, a a weather freak, you know, I think living in Alberta with those dark skies that we get in the summertime um, and how they blow through from West to East like that. But uh, Nashville definitely deepened my love of extreme weather for sure. Well, we've got a a viewer uh, who is uh, James, James Shelby. And I think he's from Tennessee. And he was saying, I was sitting on Ellington Parkway watching it go through East Nashville. So, uh, and, and he also commented that the hail core through North Nashville was the size of softballs. And you know, what's interesting guys today, those storms in Kansas today at Hayes, Kansas were dropping. They, the, the national weather service referred to it as gorilla hail Ooh, and they wow. were the size and they were the size of softballs uh, uh almost up to four inches wide so uh, g- uh amazing day today and uh, i'm sure if you would have saw those storms paul it would have <laughs> it would have pro- probably brought back a little uh a few memories for you there as well so oh, didn't, didn't nashville get hit like a couple of years ago at nighttime too 
Wasn't that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember hearing that from my friends down there that there was another big, uh, a big storm that rolled through at night. And those are always the ones, you know. I mean, it, well, you move down there, um, you know. Back in the day, it was the weather radio right next to the bed, right? And and um, it in the summertime, it's going off all the time. There's another tornado coming through, and uh, right. it, it definitely, you know, it's a, a good core of pretty intense activity. So were you with your wife at that point then, Paul? Were, were you just like, okay, babe, this is what we got to do? And she was like still rolling her eyes at you? Or was yeah, it... well, no, this, during this time we were living, we'd lived in Nashville for about a year and her sister had come down for a visit. We had left the Hermitage area for viewers that are, you know, tuning in from Tennessee. And, uh, and that's when it kind of flashed on the radio, look in the rearview mirror, it's coming our way and we're just trying to get clear. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those moments. And I, you know, it's crazy because I would imagine for you guys, a part of this is the, the fear and the respect for a storm like this, but there's also something that draws you to it, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, there's this love of that extreme nature. And, and uh, I definitely felt that that day for sure. This video that we're watching right now, I, 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 Nick, what, uh, how did you find this one? What are we looking for? What this are we is exactly for? the same video. It's just the, it's just the first part of the video that has the oh, stationary news camera on it from the opposite side of downtown so this is uh kind of night vision because it was pretty dark but that's just on the edge of one of the news local news stations so same thing nashville tennessee tornado 416 1998 wow just that that first part if you, if you can just go back to that again uh just as uh, the you actually see the camera that's obviously mounted on a building or something the camera starts to shake and you can see stuff flying around in the air these power flashes are miles apart from each other that's the scariest part of it the the all the power flashes that's crazy that there was only one fatality and it's amazing Uh it's great it speaks to you know i heard a report of someone who is on broadway in a store downtown and they were they were in the store when the tornado hit, and it and it sucked that plate glass window out the front. And they just watched it just yeah. go right out, you know, just Man, crazy. That's scary. Yeah, Paul, big time. Uh, and so you're saying this is similar to your vantage point. Were you uh, like, how did you feel watching it from this close? Uh, we were, you know, we were. Um, I, I think the earlier shot that we were looking at was closer to you know the location that we had seen it from. So yeah, this this stuff okay. here. And so we felt like we were fairly safe, but still it's just the power of it. Like you're, you know, you're shocked watching it happen. And like you mentioned, you know, you're worried about people who might be, you know, being impacted, especially with it going down through such a dense downtown core area. Um, And it is incredible that, you know, um, it was one person, you know, who was killed and and there were so few people who were uh, actually uh, injured from it. But um, yeah, we felt like we were pretty safe. Once I got through that playground zone and passed that guy who thought I was an idiot. Yeah, uh, everything was okay after that, for sure. Speaking of, uh, you know, gorilla hail, um, that takes us to our next video. And uh, Paul, this one is uh, a little closer to home and probably a little closer in your your memory bank there. Mm. This here is uh, probably the storm event of 2020. Uh, Gregles, do you remember where we were? Yeah, we were in Bassano, actually, at the time. So this is from inside a house, and you know that it's pretty bad hail when your window's destroyed, and also it's now hailing in the house. Wow. Man. Yeah, I remember seeing, it looked like someone had gone through, like, subdivisions with a machine gun. Like, it was just absolutely over the top. Boy, that's not ideal. No. I, well, I mean, I've been kind of hoping lately we'd get another one of those. I could use a new roof here pretty soon. So <laughs> there were, there, that was for, for being in the very early stages of COVID, wow. that was the economic rebooter mm-hmm. right there for sure. I, uh, billions of dollars worth of, of yeah, damage. That was, yeah. that was an we're, incredible storm. And I, I understand you guys probably know more about this, but they, they do like, they do seeding Whoa, of wow. some of these storms, right? Oof. Like they, they'll go up in planes and try and decrease the, the, the size of the hail by seeding the the hail clouds. Yeah, I'm. I, I kind of. I'm. Wow. I'm really. I'm really skeptical of it, Paul. Like I. Okay. I kind of. Like I. I kind of. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of put it right up there with, uh, uh, you know, ghosts and uh, alien visitations. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, like you know, that when you think about the massive scale of these storms and how quickly they develop, how quickly they change. 
to think that an airplane can go up and then, you know, see these clouds with a chemical to, and the idea is, is that, uh, the rain would happen before the hail has a chance to get big enough. Right. Like that's the idea. Yeah. I, I just, I have a hard time believing that it's possible, but you know what? They spend a lot of money in Alberta seeding yeah. the clouds on these storms. So, uh, you know, uh, either they, way that, that guy's going to need a new umbrella. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that tent is destroyed. And yeah. uh, I would imagine most of this has been cleaned up now, but some of this stuff is probably like there's probably still people who haven't uh, gotten around because there's only so many people who can come and replace your siding and your roof and your, your glass for you. So there are some pretty yeah, good that's... sales on dented cars the week after that. Oh, that's yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, with this video, guys, you're going to look for uh, Tennis Ball Hail Calgary, June 13th. 2020 and uh, we will also have that in the episode five show notes under the el ninos tornado hunters podcast uh thanks for those nick that was super cool uh paul you're a great storyteller i love you gotta you gotta just we, you gotta record some of that spoken word stuff yeah. and then and put that into a song because uh uh, just a great, great storytelling. So oh, let's uh, let's let's take our second break, and when we come back, we're gonna write a song. We're gonna take all of this this motivation and this this energy and this this angst about storms that we've uh, been building up for the last thirty minutes, and we're gonna put it into writing a song. So we'll be back with Paul Brandt uh, right after this break. El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast, is brought to you by CameraEasy.ca. Anyone can take great photos. I know because I've taught thousands of people how to use their fancy digital cameras. I make it simple and easy to understand so that even a pure beginner can get the most out of their camera. So if you want better pictures starting today, check out CameraEasy.ca. And now it's time for 30 seconds to better pictures with CameraEasy.ca. Here's my tip of the week. Whether you're using your phone camera or a digital SLR or maybe you're using an old film camera, get the camera either close to the ground or get it up as high as possible. This is called perspective. And any time you change the perspective of the camera to make a view which is very unique for the viewer, it just looks more interesting and people are more inclined to want to look at your photos. It's the easiest way that we have, again, whether you're using an old film camera, your phone, or a fancy digital camera, uh, if you get it outside of the normal position that you would have it when you're standing up looking at things. If you get it close to the ground or you get it up high, the photos always look more interesting and they will instantly feel more professional to your viewers and that's the 30 seconds to better photos by camereasy.ca all right we're back on el nino's the tornado hunters podcast and we've got canadian country music legend paul brandt and we are going to have a really fun segment here nick what are we going to be doing well, we're going to uh, transition the Tornado Hunters team into uh, country music singers through the production of a storm-chasing country music song. And, of course, there could be no other genre for a storm-chasing country uh, song other than country music. So uh, let's get at it. Now, I don't know if we decided who's going to take the lead vocals on this but uh i think it I think paul is gonna have to take the <laughs> no, no, okay. i don't I, i'm not proprietary on that it doesn't have to be me I, I, i'm good, what, I'm good is, uh, what are the key elements here do you lose your dog you lose the keys to your truck you miss the tornado and your wife leaves you is that <laughs> well I, I don't know i mean we were and they're out of dip out, out of dip <laughs> so Trey, listen, you're down in I, I Houston. I was driving across the I was driving across the prairies in my pickup truck. That'd be a good line to start. Oh, I like that. Uh, and all of a sudden, out of the north, some wind blew up. Something like that. I don't know. Um, driving across the prairies in my pickup truck. That's a you good know what? Start. Yeah, that's a really good start. Don't you think? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife suggested. She just said, why don't you just change Alberta bound to tornado bound? It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had some no, clever line like, uh, I'm Alberta bound or tornado bound. Uh, clouds coming down to the ground or something like that. I don't That's know what it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, you know, it I was, was, I was messing around. I was thinking about this and, you know, really excited to, you know, kind of work on a song with you guys. And then I remembered, you know, Ricky trying to work on songs when we were doing the Ford shoot and it was how bad it was. And I thought, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I ought to, I ought to prepare a little bit and, and put something together. So I, I worked on a little bit of something for you guys. I'll, I'll see if I can remember uh, how it goes here, but I, I um, uh, I was thinking about tornadoes and all the things that we were talking about. And the first thing I thought of, because you guys are all, you know, a lot of fun to hang out with. And again, I got to say thanks for letting me be on this. This is a blast. But I thought tornadoes are actually pretty serious, right? Like, right. And, and there's there's a lot of metaphor that you can tie into a tornado of, of you know, what what other force in, in life uh, is there that actually... Um, you know, wrecks us the way that weather can wreck us. And, and I was thinking about that and love and all these love. things, right? Love. You know? And so um, I, I started coming up with this, this little thing. Um, it's like, um, it's kind of serious and dark. I don't know. Can you hear the guitar okay? Oh, yeah. Got a tiger by the tail with this tornado. Strongest one I've seen for miles around. I've traveled clear from Kansas to Laredo and never found another force that's drawn me in just like this thunder. The lightning strikes, I feel it in my bones. The shapes and sounds, they sing a song of wonder. To the rhythm of hailstones. I don't know where I'm going, but of everywhere I've been, I feel most at home riding on the wind. Don't ever try to hold me. Or fall in love and all you've been warned. You might see me somewhere coming down or breezing in from town to town, surrounded by dark clouds and chasing storms. Good start. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. Oh uh, I, God. I, maybe I'll maybe I'll lay it down for you guys later. We'll we'll put something together. But I I love this concept and this idea of chasing storms and like don't try and catch me because that's kind of the feeling that you get when you're watching those tornadoes and chasing them. I would oh. think. You know, you Paul, just I got to... a new fa- I I got a new favorite Paul Brown song. Hey, they're <laughs> they're rebooting <laughs> Twister. You know, like they're going to oh, be man. looking yeah. for someone to sing the love theme to that song. I well, guarantee hey, you. Pu- like, I'll put this one down. I it, this one is one of those ones that came in about ten minutes. That's oh, unbelievable. Oh, Paul. So so ten Paul, I, I I think that the question that all of our our fans and and all of us want to know about that song is uh, how does the co-author writing on the, that is the like how does well, how does how does the I'm royalty sure. structure work right. on this now that you guys all held a pencil and got coffee right so right like i actually I'm, wrote some stuff down that we were talking about here i think i think if um i think if if you can make the introductions for the twister movie then we'll probably be able to split something you know in, in a way that is advantageous to all of us <laughs> Paul, Paul that that's was... not an uh, that's not an introduction song. That is, they're in the F five tornado, strapped to the pipes yeah. that go thirty or forty feet into the ground, and they make out at the end like Greg and I do at okay, the end. Okay, so, of the so oh, that now you're <laughs> hey, good for you all. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Let me give you this. Don't get confused about just what you're chasing. Ooh. It ain't weather. You're not falling for the rain. Cause if you get too close, there's no escaping. Oh, girl, there's this ain't no game. 
you'll never be the same. And then we go into the chorus again. So it's, see, it's a tornado love song. I don't know. That's unbelievable, Paul. That's unbelievable. Really good, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Some people uh, are just naturals. Yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. You guys, you guys, uh, uh, Curtis likes it. I see that there. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Linda. Wow, that got people moving here. This Carolyn Payer, she's ca- call, uh, she's from from tuning in from Quebec. She's loving it. Uh, who else do we got? Jordan Jordan Forbes. Yeah, Jeanette all Luke. sorts. Of- no, everybody drinking tonight. I wouldn't take. It. <laughs> <Jordan>. <laughs> 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 well, that's fun. Maybe we got to record this one. You guys gonna sing backup? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I got a good Ricky, deep voice. With, with, with Ricky, keep backing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the next guest. <laughs> listen, listen, Paul. That was um, that was fantastic. Uh, you are a legend in country music. You're a legendary Canadian. Uh, you're an awesome dude. Sounds like you're a great father and a, just a great all-round guy. And I say all that despite what Ricky has told us about you. So, Got it. No, I, you know, I really, really wonderful having you on the program. And uh, again, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Um, if you would like to follow along on Paul's journey, if you didn't know who Paul was and you want to find out more about him, just Google anywhere on any platform search for Paul Brandt and and you will have so much wonderful music to listen to and an amazing storyteller. So thanks Paul for joining us and uh guys anything you want to say before we let Paul go any 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 final comments? Yeah, I just want to say Paul that was amazing and thank you so much for taking the busy time out of your day to come on our little podcast here, but we do appreciate it and thank you so much man. That was great. Thank you. Had a great time, man. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. You guys are a lot well, of fun I to was, hang um, around. Sorry, I had a quick question for you. Uh, I was thinking about you the other day, actually. Uh, I was, I was drive, driving my truck, as I do, wearing my hat backwards, <laughs> as I'm supposed to. And I couldn't help but notice how it's hard to drive with a backwards hat, so I had to take it off. And I was like, oh, I wonder how Paul drives with this cowboy hat on. You got you to gotta wear it like a tourist. You gotta kind of pop it back uh, like that. Yeah. That's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, gang. Uh, you know, I I just want to uh, sh- uh, let everybody know again. If you uh, can please hit the subscribe or the like button on your podcast app, and you'll get uh, regular content uploaded every week from the Stormfront Freaks as well as El Nino's the Tornado Hunters podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out previous guests, uh, including Chris Bukowski from The Bachelor, Amanda Ruler, a professional athlete, and Alex Zerby. And as well, we also recorded our last episode was our commentary on the world record El Reno, Oklahoma tornado. So check all of those out. Uh, Trey Campbell, thanks for joining us. Trey, I hope you had fun tonight as usual. And uh, uh, Nick the Body, thank you very much as well. Cubby, Ricky, and of course, Pablo Brante, Paul Brandt. Thank you for joining us. Uh, This has been the Tornado Hunters podcast, El Nino's. And we'll see you next time. Hey everybody, this is Paul Brandt and you're listening to the El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters podcast. Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, this vehicle's underneath it. Oh! It's taking up potholes!